10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello and welcome to the podcast, the name and primetime pay-per-view event of which is Are We Friends? I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who've known each other for ten years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends or if it's just inertia. This week, we are coming back to a topic of Brian's. What are we talking about, Brian? It's round two, baby. We're back on that professional wrestling. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you sound so excited about it now, Taylor, because watching we, we watched oh. a couple matches together. He's just texting on his phone, looking somewhere else, being I, like, I, cool, I guess. Okay, so I, I'd like to think, and Jorge will 100% back me up on this, uh, I'd like to think my homework was not that bad for this. It was watch a couple of clips of something on YouTube that maybe I think in total probably totaled like 15 minutes of content, right? Mm-hmm. And Taylor, we're watching the the start of this match, and I'm like, oh, this part was explained in the promo beforehand. And Taylor goes, oh, yeah. And then, like, a couple minutes in, he goes, oh, this is a good promo. He, he couldn't be bothered to watch it before the match. So he decided to start watching the promo while the match was happening. I know. Well, I was getting it. I was getting it. I was getting the idea. Pretty, pretty close on both sides. I had, you know, I was just kind of flipping between tabs. You know? No, it's, it's the fact. Incredible. That. He thought it was ridiculous that we would at all complain about the U- doing the Euclidean geometry for exactly. homework, <laughs> and then he doesn't he can't be asked to watch one exactly. like three minute promo. Uh, they are so already, unbelievably I short. Already watched yeah. pro wrestling like a month ago. Like, I had my fill, and we still have another one of these to do. I was gonna say we have this one, and then a, another one. Uh, after. Yeah, you buckle up. You better. You should give more homework. I think you should give much up, more homework. Yeah. I was Sir? gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna just give you full four hour pay per views to watch. Did, like all yeah. correct. Like, Triple H ever write a book or something I can read rather oh than like my watch? God. God have said nobody ever. <laughs> it's just oh because because the first match we watched who was it was um uh what's his name it's the guy Vel- who Velveteen looks like, Dream yeah Velveteen Dream mm-hmm. who honest to God I can only describe as a member of LMFAO who's cosplaying as a village person. <laughs> Like, he's a JoJo character come to life, like yeah, literally he's like <laughs> hardcore. So him and who is the other guy? Uh, Alistair, Alistair Black. Black. Yeah, spelled the same way as Alistair Crowley is. Yes, uh, that weird spelling with the E instead of the A. He's basically got like a Satanist gimmick. Like he's yeah. really just out for himself. He does good things because it benefits him in that regard. Like he has all these tattoos. He literally comes up from the entrance ramp like Nosferatu like it's awesome dope I'm into it cool so but what were you saying about them you were gonna say something about them oh it was, it was just like so we're watching this match and I'm trying to, apparently this was explained in the promo and this this one event had been going on for a year and it's that LMFAO guy red f- fool velvet velveteen <laughs> rabbit uh wanted Scarlet desperately wanted Alistair Crowley to just say his <laughs> name and at first like that's a ridiculous like this is not a compelling plot and then i remember like halfway through like hell i can't remember your name like maybe you do need someone to say your name like do us a quick reminder there bro 
Um, by the way, yeah, it did say it in the promo, and then Brian even opened the match by explaining that that is Bring what they were doing, and you still had to watch it again during the match. Yeah. To know. Holy moly. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's it's honest to God, it's like a spark plug just doesn't fire. Two synapses just don't touch between like basic understanding <laughs> and pro wrestling when those two things are firing at the same time. Because I do. like I'll watch it like, oh, yeah, fight. Who's yeah. that guy again? Like literally, <laughs> literally, dog. It's written on his ass. Like it's yeah, like, right there. He did have a picture of his own face on his leg. He Pretty did. Cool. He, had, he had actually. He was even more helpful because he had both of them on his leg. He had himself on one leg and Alistair on the other. And you'd perfectly be like, oh, he's facing him this match. This makes sense. What what he's match was probably, this? Oh my god. No 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 no. Sorry, not not. I'm not asking like what match you're talking about because I know we're talking about the same match. But like, what was this match? What do you mean? I have no idea what that question means. Was it like a title match? Was it like no? Uh, it was a grudge match. It was a story like it, they faced each other because of the story, like because of their Velveteen grudge. Dream was like you're gonna respect me and say my name because I'm the fucking best thing ever. And Alistair Black was just literally head kicking dudes into oblivion for like four weeks while Velveteen Dream kept interrupting him and then being weird and androgynous and bizarre. And then Alistair Black was like, "Get the fuck away from me, you cretin." And Al- Velveteen Dream was like, no, fuck you. And then they had to fight because they had to. I'm not going to lie. It was like it was a very satisfying ending. Am I allowed to spoil it? Am I allowed yeah. to say who won? Uh, it's a couple. It's two. It was 2017. Okay, so. cool. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, like yeah. Velveteen Rabbit loses, but he loses <laughs> with style. And Alistair Black like pulls up the microphone. And he says, you know, like, your, your name will live on in infamy velveteen velvet cake and it's like it was very nice to like oh cool yeah. you lost but it was still like a win for you this is amazingly compelling drama and i'm out and it's, it's almost like they're telling a story almost almost <laughs> Who would have like guessed? they're telling a story um yeah, i was satisfied yeah we're, these these characters these people you can actually see them if you turned on your tv to monday night raw or smackdown or nxt or whatever like this week because we're covering modern wwe right now we're covering like what's happening right. in the near vicinity of right now because right now in wrestling is a very interesting time because these people we're talking about people we're going to talk about with the other match these are like some of the best wrestlers and care you know storytell all these things that the wwe has had in some time and yet everybody like the giant consensus of fans is they're getting very bored of wwe so it's very surprising to see like what I had to pull out to find that was compelling uh-huh. in this recent crop of stuff. I understand that critique. I really do. I've <laughs> <laughs> been watching a... for a very, very long time. That's a lot of wrestling. Like, how do you keep that fresh for that long? What do you mean? Like, Me? I, no, I get, I get that people <laughs> would be getting bored of of WWE because if, it, if it's oh yeah, been I'm you know I'm watching like some some highlights. But I haven't actually just watched the same thing over and over again oh, for decades. Well, I didn't. I didn't do the full math, but I'm going to do a little bit of it now. Um, the WWE has uh, it has a three-hour Monday night show. It has a two-hour Tuesday night show. Oh my God. It has a one-hour uh, Wednesday night show on their network. It's got another Wednesday night show on its network. Uh, that's about already what seven hours of programming. So at least with probably more in some regard. Seven plus hours of wrestling a week. Oh my god! No That's one can keep up with that. That's three hundred sixty-four hours. That's three hundred sixty-four hours a year. Yeah. of wrestling. Pretty much an hour a day of wrestling per year. 
That's and disgusting. Do they do they take are there seasons at all or is it every single week? So no, they do it every single week. Oh and my god! If if we want to go a little John Oliver on this because he brought this up in his thing on WWE, uh, they in terms of their coverage and insurance and stuff, they all the WWE will cover you your surgery if you get injured in their ring. But if you're doing something else, if you're doing whatever, too bad. And you they don't offer like health insurance plans right. to them. So well, aren't these guys making like a bazillion dollars to be doing this? So Can they not afford like, their own health insurance? Like don't so be wrong, like, I, th- I think they should be providing yeah. health insurance, but you know, like how much do wrestlers make? Uh so like John Cena does really well, obviously. Mm. Um, Triple H, I mean, he's the COO. He probably has health insurance from his corporate position. But um, Daniel Bryan makes a pretty good penny. But like, but what is what is that? What what ranges are we looking? Give me at a here? number. Uh, I'm assuming I do not have formal uh, figures. I know the Miz, who has been around for about almost 15 years at this point. Jesus Christ, uh, 13 years total. He makes about two million dollars a year. Ooh. Oh um, shit. You know, so there's like the the veteran, the people who've been around for a while, um, obviously do well, and the the stars, you know, mm-hmm. AJ Styles, these guys who have been doing wrestling forever and have been wrestling for the WWE for a while, are making at least seven figures, if not high six. Like high six to seven is pretty much where the the top elite athletes are. Cool. But like, I'll put it this way: the NXT contract, the starting contract for them, is around like fifty thousand dollars. That's still fifty thousand dollars for only seven hours of work a week. That's pretty damn good. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Especially if you're in NXT, that's not remotely the case because wait. NXT is their performance institute. It's the place where they farm people, right? Yeah, it's like a it's farm team, like a people. like a minor league farm team, right? Exactly. But for wrestling, um, and the idea there is you're training all the time. You're doing these things. Um, but you're working. This is the thing about the WWE schedule, which is insane. You're not just doing one day a week, right? You're not just coming in on Monday and spending the whole day hanging out at the arena and then wrestling for your little match or doing your segment or saying, well, you know something, brother, dude, Jack, like you're not doing mm. that. You're doing that. And then uh, the next night, Maybe you're on SmackDown, maybe you're not, but that's another live show. That means two full days of that. Uh, you're also doing what are called house shows, which I think I briefly described in the previous episode. House shows. Yeah, it's like a house how- party. It shows that like happen when your mom's not home. It's You have to wrestle more in like... Uh, the one place they come to around Northern Virginia is near George Mason, that, that little arena they have. I think I it's not, Eagle Bank Arena or something. I'm not aware they of those. Go, they, wait, they hold go on. There. There's a pro wrestling arena, like, where we grew up? It's not a pro re- It's It's GMU. It's George Mason's arena. Like, they have a little, like, stadium. Not stadium. Like, For little, pro like, wrestling. Building. It's got, like, 2,000 seats total. And they host other events, obviously. What is but, like, like the, WWE the, comes into town for the house show there. The Hulk Hogan uh, Institute for Exhibitive Pugilism? No, it's, <laughs> no, it's not just for wrestling. No, it's very specifically not for... The, you, Taylor, let me explain something to you. WWE doesn't have like the WWE arena in every major city. They go to city, they go to arenas that like 
are football arenas or basketball stadia. Wait, or but like where that. does the ring come from then? They put it up. I don't think that's they make they, it no. in the. If these people are making, if these people are pulling like two million dollars a year, I know that there's not, a couple of these not. WWE courts or whatever they call them, Stop. WWE field, <laughs> a Wii field. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Anyways, Brian, what what did what did you have planned for us today? Out of your mind. Um. So, uh, I want to. We we went over a little bit of the NXT match we watched. I'm going to go over kind of the big storyline we went over in the other match we watched. And then oh, yeah, um, sweet. I also want to play another thing of two truths and a lie. Yeah. But this, but this time we'll be talking about um, the owner of the company, WWE, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and what nonsense he's gotten into in his life. I um, cannot wait. Okay, I'm going to win this one because I, I, <laughs> I got the absolute piss beaten out of me yeah, like dude. a carnival wrestler in the 30s. Like a and I, I, I'm coming. I'm coming with, I don't know, staves in my wristbands, and I'm going to stab somebody and for an object. I'm going to win this bad boy. I was going to say, Taylor, did you ever... He did research outside of this, probably. Did you ever listen to the Mountain Goats album, Beat the Champ? Oh, yeah. Listen to the whole thing. That's about... Yeah, because Mount, Mountain Goats have an entire album about old school wrestling, which you can... It pairs beautifully oh, with our episode from last month about old school wrestling. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And I really love that one song, For an Object, which is where yeah. I get a lot of this from, like... <laughs> I uh, learned to love this sort of atmosphere, like whip my hair, get blood on the front row. Like, oh, okay, this is awesome. And it's a yes. two-minute song. That's what it is um, for me, though. Exactly. <laughs> that's, how, that's how wrestling is for no other fan because they're all super into it. Um, but, yeah, let's go over uh, the story, the big storyline we did because yeah, WWE's well, big problem these times are um, – they, they, they're having trouble making stars, like real bona fide stars, right? Uh-huh. So Don't in you the just attitude like era, get a guy in tights and have him wrestle a bunch and then he's a star? Like, see, that's, see, you'd, one, you'd think that, and honestly, that would be pretty easy, but they like to do this thing called 50-50 booking, where basically you kind of just trade wins back and forth with whoever you're rivaling with and whoever gets the last win just wins the feud. So it really doesn't make anybody a star. It makes... Everybody look like kind of a doofus. Well, then just like stop <laughs> rehearsing these bad boys and just no one knows who's gonna win. It's just gonna it's come not, out wild. Well, you can't do a shoot fight. You can't. That's just UFC. You would go watch UFC if you wanted to see people. Really no, no, fight. but like with the same sort of like delicate play acting and you know incredible performances that these WWE guys do. Like the I'm gonna do a double backflip and put my penis in your face as over your shoulders and crunch you down on the ground like they could they could improvise that right so yeah, they got so, they've got so good at wrestling and since because like look at the stone cold steve austin fight where he just keeps mm-hmm. dropping him on his balls pretty ungracefully <laughs> you know now they're yeah, all like, like flipping around each other and hopping that's spider-man been, that's dude it was crazy things. yeah there's a lot of spider-man-esque uh people and uh i'll probably have you watch another spider-man-esque match uh can we just watch month. the the bone saw match from Tobey Maguire? Two thousand. I mean, that's virtually what a match is today. There's just some big dumb guy, and he just cuts a promo on them, and then the other guy flips around and does cool shit. So where what? was I going? Oh, so you're oh, going to tell oh. us about the storyline here? In in the so in the like again, like Jorge was saying, in that time frame, like Bret Hart was a big star. Stone Cold Steve Austin, we watched him become like get on the road to being. A big star. Everybody knows who The Rock is. Everybody knows who John Cena is, even like to this point. 
So John Cena is not like a modern wrestler, right? He's a little bit back in the in he's, the day. I, I think he's like semi-retired right now. Like he, I think he briefly shows up to do stuff. What is the deal with John Cena? Like, was it that he never loses? Actually, oh, he, I, he went on a not winning streak necessarily, but like in terms of winning important matches, he uh-huh. did that for like ten full years. I think literally from two thousand five to 2015 like if there was a title match with John Cena in it you could it was it was 99 it was he killed 99.9% of bad guys like he would not be defeated he would get thrown through tables he would get thrown Whoa. off of a ladder he would pretty much get like set on fire and and stabbed through the heart with a stake and cool. burned a lot, like all this stuff. And then he would hit him with an attitude adjustment and win. And you'd be like, oh, okay. So everybody else is a geek and John Cena is the only good character here. What is an attitude adjustment? Yeah, I want to know about an attitude, that. Oh, so an attitude adjustment is uh, John Cena's finisher. It's his finishing move. He gets you in a fireman's carry position. So he stands up and he's got you on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he basically throws you over so you're back. He's basically like tossing you over to the side of him so that your back hits flat on the ground. It it kind of sucks. <laughs> okay. It it, it, it kind of sucks, but like sometimes he can do it and it looks great. And then sometimes if he's just lazy, like he'll do a really quick one. So he'll like come up and just immediately jump over and you're like, oh, that looked like shit. But like they'll still beat the person. So you're like, oh, that, oh this is disappointing. I hate this. But what's even worse is... Um, so we went through the Attitude Era and all that sort of stuff, right? And basically the early 2000s was more of that. It was more edgy content. We're going to try to be cool guys. We're going to say words We're going to say the stuff. F word. Exactly. But around, I think, 2007, 2008, as you pointed out in one of the matches, Mattel is a sponsor of WWE yeah, right, right now. Yeah. And things like Snickers, KFC, like actually big solid advertising names. Welcome not, I mean, to the Pepsi Dome. Not like Nike or anything like that, but like, you know, pretty good names for like advertisers on your show. Like having yeah. Snickers, you're like, oh shit, that's pretty good. Um, the reason they have those is because in around 2007, 2008, they turned their content from TV 14 to TV PG, which meant very specific changes to uh-huh. the content that you see on television. Did so they, before what, what yeah. came first? Did they like okay? We need to widen somewhat our our audience base, so let's tone it down a bit. Or was it like okay, we're toning it down a bit, so now the rating came down? I think, I, I in terms of the advertisers, I think they were probably in preliminary discussions, and then they were like, oh, we can go PG, and then they started transitioning that way. Cool. Um, I think that's probably that makes the most sense to me. Um, unless Vince was just like, damn it, I want more fucking. Sponsors, I want Snickers, I want McDonald's, I want all this shit. And then they went, okay, we'll turn it PG. Okay, um, yeah, that sounds good. But John Cena's original uh, original name for his finisher was a play off of uh, Brock Lesnar's finisher, which was the F5. Now, I'm going to say, okay, so his finisher, his name had to get changed because it was too inappropriate, and it was based off of, it was a play on the term F5. What do you think the finisher used to be called? The fuck five? <laughs> it's not, they, they're not allowed to say fuck Fire, on television. Ever. Fucking like, fireman free fallen fork of fire. Oh my God, guys. The idea is that it had to be changed because it was like something that was near a curse word. 
F five. Fuck, 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 is it a slur for gay people? I, I like that this is making the seem this you guys are spinning your wheels harder than the Euclid episode right now of like trying to get this like <laughs> Oh what the f- is this uh, F constructed a verbal puzzle but it, but I can't fuck, fuck my But it way can't out be fucked. So Fracker Fracker he, he he did this in a by the way, this was when John Cena was a ra- white rapper when he named it originally. Excuse and the last me? line of John it Cena was, was a white rapper. He was a white rapper, absolutely. Oh um, my god. But he said, Your finisher's the F five, mine's the F U. Oh. That's what it was. Oh, that's yes. so, so lame. Oh, it's very, I mean, it's God. wrestling, dude. Come on, of course. F you. Um, but it was the ah. F you, and then that had to be changed to the attitude adjustment, which when that happened, I think every wrestling fan just blew their brains out because they're like, yeah. at least the F, like the F you is lame, but like at least it's edgy, and it's like, oh, he's making us think of saying the fuck word, but we're not. And then <laughs> now it's the attitude adjustment. I'm like, what are you, an after-school bully beater? Like, what are you doing? This is terrible. Like, Someone needs their attitude adjusted, yeah, exactly. said my 14-year-old like oh. babysitter, Bernice. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but John Cena was basically the last big star they made. And the closest one they've come to since was a guy named Daniel Bryan, whose match we watched. Yeah, this yeah, is the yes guy. Cool. That was cool. Yeah. What were your? I was gonna. We'll get into this because so I don't just diatribe on my fucking Shakespearean esque monologue about wrestling. What did you guys think of the match and Jorge? Since you probably watched it, what did you think of like the storyline that was brought up promo. in the thing? <laughs> oh, we watched well, it together. We watched That's it right. Together. That's why he watched it. Um, yes. So I, I, there's a, the video, uh, yeah. that, the the wrestling isn't wrestling. Mm-hmm. Since that gave us a recap of all of Triple H's history, anytime Triple H is involved now, I feel like a lot more, like, I understand what's happening, you know, and there's a yes. lot more context there to work with. Since I don't, these people just show up, I'm like, I don't know who any of these, this is having no <laughs> impact often. Yeah. Because I don't know any of what's happening. Exactly. It's like going but with Triple H, you do. But yeah, with Triple H, I, I do know, and then it was very cool. I don't uh, know. Can I, you describe, I, I, yeah. I love Daniel Bryan. This guy, so <laughs> in the promo, he looks like clean cut, like, I'm sort of a nerd, but I can make it one day. I've trained so hard, like an anime <laughs> character. Like, he has that appeal, like, I'm going to be the very best. And, and you know, he does. He stops shaving, apparently, for a year. So by the yeah. time we see him now, he kind of looks like Leonardo DiCaprio halfway through the aviator, you know, when he's, like, <laughs> bottling his own piss and collecting his own toenails. I but, like, you can tell... Movie. You can tell that he's been doing nothing but training, and it's like it's rad. And he's coming up with like a white T-shirt that just says "Yes." <laughs> okay, yeah, dude, you have my whole heart. Like, beat the shit out of this co- literal colossus you're about to go into the ring with. Into yeah, the ring with. Watching the looking at the size difference between him and Triple H is just like, oh my mm-hmm. god, you should not have signed up for this. It's t- <laughs> no, like, well, honest to god, one Triple of Triple H- H's thighs yeah. is the size of his like neck. Like it was just yeah. Or, like, face. I don't know. It was big. I'm trying to make David and Goliath. That's what I'm going for here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was dope, though. Triple H is fucking huge, too. He's Roids. jacked. He does everything under the sun. It's great. And he's just... <laughs> the king of kings. My favorite part about Triple H with all wrestling fans is just like, oh, yeah, he looks really jacked. Yeah, we know that. We kind of... You get a little desensitized to that when you watch wrestling because you're like, yeah, everybody's big. It's the land of the giants. 
We get it. Whatever. Fine. But everybody brings up Triple H's nose and how large it <laughs> is. And it's just... <laughs> you yeah, can't, you like, unsee it when you... Um, so, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. The, uh, You're fine. so that, that match, like how long did it take to, to build up to that? Okay. Um, so your guys got a recap of it. that whole video was actually really good. Cause it was essentially a micro wrestling. Isn't wrestling for Daniel Bryan in the WWE. Right. Cause like yeah. that was from his debut all the way to like, that was like five or six years of content compressed Whoa. into Wait, five minutes that was five six years i thought it was like 11 yeah. months no that was that was literally oh my like god five years of content <laughs> god these things take so long brian yes. like I, I have to be into wrestling for like 10 years in order to see two yes. full storylines complete yeah uh. or you but you uh. but you also just did it in five minutes and then a match like you go i know <laughs> and i couldn't even i couldn't even like keep my eyes open for the whole thing like i was <laughs> I was like, oh, cool, ball shot. And then, like, okay, all right, cool. Why is she talking? Why is she talking? I don't understand. <laughs> she uh, being Triple so H's wife, who is, like, allowed in the ring for whatever reason? Well, she's probably got a manager's license or something. Um, but his wife, fun fact, is actually Stephanie McMahon, who is the daughter of the current owner and CEO of the WWE, Vince McMahon. So... It's no How surprise. How feel about Triple H? Um, there was in the er, like the late '90s, early 2000s when they started dating. I'm sure there was a little bit of hesitancy, but Triple H had always been in Vince's good book because he and his friends were the clique, and they would literally yeah. just come up to Vince in the late '90s and be like, "You shouldn't, you shouldn't give him a title match. You know, it would be great for it." me and then they would just like get what they want and stuff um so he's always had an in with vince and i guess i think after a while he gave his blessing and it was all okay like because oh this is the best part of that whole thing their relationship started in storyline wait 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 they, his <laughs> stephanie mcmahon and Triple H's okay. relationship started in storyline. So like they were so, like like when a boy and a girl end up playing Romeo and Juliet in like their freshman year high school yeah. play and then end up dating awkwardly for a bit, but like real life with consequences, so they're married now, like that? S sort of, but uh, it, I wouldn't really call it a Romeo and <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it a Romeo and Juliet type like situation they were in originally. Um because the way they they got married in kayfabe on the show was that Stephanie Wait, they got married in wrestling. kayfabe are they yes. actually married in they, real life is yes, reality now alive? they are married in real life about I four years later they got married in real life oh my oh, god four years later yeah they got actually married yeah i was, I'm i guess they were dating so for a while confused about where reality begins and ends with them <laughs> i know like i honest to god i lose i lose my sense of what is real and what is unreal like hearing about right? like no i mean this happened in triple h the man the literal man not the character he's playing the literal man triple h mm -hmm. did all this insane shit but that's in kayfabe like wait hold on no sorry my god i i also it's, forget which one is kayfabe is that reality kayfabe or is fake, fake. it's that's the show if right. I say kayfabe, that means it's on the show. And I'll just say in yeah. real life if it's real life. Um, and, what, do, okay. what, do, what do the people call it? What do, what do you what mean? What do actual wrestling people call it reality? 
Does that not have a fun name? Reality. Well, <laughs> like the the only equivalent is the the term like it's a shoot. Like if you're saying something and you really mean it to the person you're talking to, like people backstage would be like, "Oh, that was a shoot promo." Like he meant what he said, sort of thing. So uh-huh. that's the closest to what you would get to a term like that. There's no like formal like kayfabe versus right. Can we, can we make one up right now? Can we, can we just call it like L-Fabe? When it's L-Fabe, uh, it's in the living L-fabe. space? Or like the R-Fabe in reality? Space? M-Fabe for the meat R-fabe. space? Oh, no. also, also, stop. Wrestling, K-Fabe is definitely the meat space of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the amount of people wearing just trunks and no like anything on their legs. Okay, yeah. This is something I wanted to ask you, Brian. Why is it necessary... <laughs> When you're wrestling, everyone except for Velveteen Rabbit wore like wears <laughs> their tight little speedo with something uh-huh. like NXT or WWE like blazed across the or ass their own logo. and yeah. almost nothing else, and always has long hair. Like, why does every wrestler <laughs> is that the required uniform for this institution? Is just here's my bulge. I'm gonna stick it in your face as I paralyze you. I mean, I'm guessing it's like related to how actual wrestling like like came about and what they used in certain time, like because if correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure like original Greek Olympic wrestling was just nude. Oh so, yeah. And they can't do Whoa. that anymore. Um, well, and, you know, and, now with that PG rating. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They should start doing full nude fights. Just full nude fights. Um, or Hey, I got a Google search for you, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, <boy. laughs> oh my God. But in like the 30s and whatever, when they were doing that circuit stuff, like that's they were just wearing trunks because they wanted it to be as like realistic as possible. And some people wear singlets, some people wear trunks, some people wear tights, like some people wear stretchy mom jeans. Like there's because okay, I've a seen bunch like people. Sorry, stretchy mom jeans. They basically have to wear jeans that have elastic in- embedded into them so that they don't rip them while they're wrestling. That makes sense. Because if you just tried to wrestle in normal jeans, they would rip in. You would split your leg every day. Like. It just sounds like those jeans don't fit. That's all that sounds no, like to me. <laughs> so we also watched the uh, those promos for that guy who's coming back, Bray. <laughs> Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. I, Bray I, I Wyatt. keep staring at his name and trying to memorize it. I just fucking can't. I don't know why all these <laughs> names like, just drift right out of my head. I, yeah, I was like, going because you were like down with him, and then it was just like, <laughs> can't stick. Brian, I have always admired you for your ability to, like, have the name, have the song, yeah. have the lyric, like, right there on top. And I'm wondering if it's literally because you watch so much pro wrestling, because I can't keep these damn names straight. And I and I have a master's degree, and I'm, like, struggling to remember Velveteen Cake's actual name, because I keep saying it different every damn time. I'm so happy that we caught your first flaunting of the master's degree on record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the pro wrestling episode. In the pro wrestling episode. Like, it's not going to be the last time i have to show how cultured i am (laughs) yeah but i'm like just having to keep all these damn names straight as a child is this is this where your incredible memory comes from i mean it probably helped in that you like you have to learn like oh whose storyline is this whose storyline is that oh who's involved here who's doing this who's doing that okay cool and then when you're interested in something you seek out the information you remember i probably have too much of my headspace dedicated to either wrestling like information i.e names dates places that sort of stuff or wrestling facts that there's no 
like I, I definitely have kicked out important things in my Did, life of like, hey, here's where your check was last. Like, here's where this was. And you're like, oh, I, I don't need that shit because I need to remember that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks beat, you know, Los Ingobernals to Japan in oh June 3rd at the Tokyo Dome. Like, that's just in my head. And it's like, there's no reason for that to be there. Yeah. Sorry, all. mom's birthday. Gone. Exactly. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I was literally thinking about that same thing. Like, that's I'm, what gets forgotten. I am I am very lucky that... Um, Your mom shares her birthday with Hulk Hogan, so you never forget she, it. <laughs> my mom's birthday shares a holiday, and so does my dad's. So it's all, like, I can just associate there, so it's, it's all okay. Um, I wish she helped. That would be great if she shared a birthday with Hulk Hogan. Oh my when God. is Hulk Hogan's birthday? I have no, I don't I know. I really thought you Brian's might. mom's birthday. I did, it's the, the same. Uh, I yeah. wish I had that information. So, That's great. Anyways, the Bray Wyatt. Yeah. His promos <laughs> were cool. The uh, uh, the let me yeah. in shit. Mm-hmm. When it, how do I go about what? They're, they're, it's like they teased a movie and they didn't tell me when it, when or what theater is going to come out in. So, <laughs> um, th- this actually, it's the best way you're going to be able to get into wrestling if you were going to, because now you have an excuse to watch the weekly show on so I have to Raw. watch every week in case he shows up? Well, yeah. It's yeah. like, honestly, you know what it is? You know what it's like? It's like Game of Thrones. No, it's except not. Except... Except you don't have <laughs> no, it's the, not. Except you don't have the intro at the beginning, so you can know who's gonna be on the show. You know what I mean? Like you know how they always go through, and it's like, oh, we're going yeah. to Winterfell and King's Landing, so you kind of know which characters are gonna show up. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is just like, fuck you. Maybe they'll be here. We don't know. You don't know the plan. We're gonna try to surprise you. Fuck you. And it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. I feel good about that's this wild, now. Man. Oh my god. Also, Taylor, it's exactly like game on. You know what? You know what wrestling writing is like. It's like Game of Thrones season eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a that's mess, right. and nobody likes it. Oh <laughs> god! Well, I love that uh, that bit in uh, in the first season of Glow because I liked Glow mm-hmm. a lot, and it's uh, when yeah. they Allison Brie and the blonde lady go see um, like a pro wrestling match to get ideas, and mm-hmm. it just in this blonde lady has been a working actor for a long time, but she's kind of out of work. She was a soap opera star, and someone is just explaining like the long plot between the heel and the face here, and finally she like puts it together like oh because of course like he slept with her wife and then divorced like just recites the rest of the plot and like figures it out like what the hell like no this is theater i can understand this or like soap opera it was so fucking funny that's the yeah exactly that's why the daniel bryan triple h match we watched was good that's why all the other things were good because they have all this build-up the problem with wrestling is you have to sift through literally just a bunch of garbage and nonsense to find all the individual diamonds to make the necklace that is that whole storyline. And that, like, that is my concern because you've been spoon feeding us like the the, the good the hits, you know. I'm not. How, I'm, dude, I'm not trying watch. to make wrestling look bad to you. Like I'm trying to find the highlights. Like, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so maybe maybe you're gonna have to start putting out like a <laughs> what to watch after every week. You just exactly yeah. You just say like, hey, watch these matches to our <laughs> our listeners so that they don't I'll have do, to. Yeah, can we have a weekly rest- wrestling ring? Yeah, I'll do a wrestling roundup. Um, wrestling after, roundup. We'll do the kids' yeah. corner and then a wrestling roundup where I just briefly say, hey, this was good this week. Watch oh, we, this, this, and that. Like we meet on every episode, <laughs> every <laughs> single. We are now a podcast that does just, exclusively philosophy memes and wrestling recaps <laughs> i was gonna say yeah you know like send out a tweet or something <laughs> no i'm gonna every episode i'm gonna dedicate to what the it's weekly like move over no, of course not fans that God have reached out you're getting replaced with pro wrestling <laughs> highlights. No, wrestling we'll do, we have time for both <laughs> eventually we're gonna do so many gimmicks in our episode that it's just gonna be gimmicks there's not the gonna whole be any content gonna be anymore. a series of bits and there's not actually gonna be a topic anymore it's just gonna be having just to a variety show all yeah. of our weekly commitments <laughs> And welcome down, buckaroos, to Baby Bumpers. That would be pre- <laughs> just, just, Welcome to our new section, Kool-Aid's Cool. Exactly. <laughs> our favorite beverages. You know, printer TV. Print watching ball. Jorge literally look in the room to like come just, up with Trying to free associate with something. Yeah, I got nothing. I got I to gotta be completely honest. The episode that we recorded oh. for next week. Mm-hmm. The, the episode you listener will be listening to next week Correct. was recorded the night before oh, this yeah. one, so I am I am drained. My it's, it's perfect, no. just in time, just what I needed for this episode. You guys, um, you guys ever read um, uh, Terry Pratchett's book uh, Reaper Man? There's this uh, dope scene in there where gr- gr- the Grim Reaper, Death himself, is fired. He's fired by the auditors oh. of the universe, and so he like I don't know. I guess I gotta find like a job now. So he <laughs> knocks on this old lady's door where it says "Help Wanted," and she goes, "What's your name?" He goes, "My name." Like, yeah. What's your name? Uh, well, surely you have a name. Of course I do. Is it <laughs> Bill, Richard, Harry? Bill. Uh, and what's your last name, <laughs> Bill? And he's looking around. And he goes. Door. <laughs> That's not a name. <laughs> it's not. A, it's, just, it's, it's such a great scene. It's just, are you just? Are you trying to burn oh. as much time as you can by describing plots to get out shows of shows and avoid talking about fucking wrestling? <laughs> oh, Brian, it's because oh I love you God. that I'm letting you do like these no, three oh, wow. episodes of so wrestling. <laughs> let's let's do let's do your next bit, Brian, so that we actually well, talk about wrestling. I was gonna say because. At the center of all this WWE stuff, he's been at the center of it for fucking 30 years. He's the fucking genetic jackhammer. That's a real nickname he gave himself. Wait, who's uh, this? Gave himself? The center of, like, the CEO, the owner, the guy who, you know, okays the show that comes out is Vince McMahon. And he's been... So Vince McMahon describes himself genetically as the kind of dude who has sex like a 14-year-old boy he, for the first he time? He talks about his testicles, referring to them as grapefruits. Oh, my God. He calls himself God. the genetic jackhammer. Um, Gross. He called... He, um, he said his son, who was also a, res- a part-time wrestler, oh. um, they were hanging in the ring together, and he was like... Um, they were about to fight Shawn Michaels in a handicap match, and he goes... Me, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, and the fruits of my seed, my son Gross. Shane. Like, <laughs> oh and I'm pretty sure God. Shane just was about to start laughing in the middle of the ring, but he like he kept yeah. it together because so he's a professional. <laughs> why didn't his son become the next big time wrestler? Uh, like, why didn't he just make it happen? Because he didn't really want to. Um, Shane, from what I understand of like his story, Shane was like very hip to new stuff. Like, I'll put it this way. He suggested that the WWE 
by the UFC when it was in its infancy. Like, wow, that would have been an amazing like, idea. You know what I mean? Like he, holy crap! Right. He he saw where trends were going and that sort of stuff. Um, but now he just he's not a part of the corporate structure anymore. He used to be like he used to be in the corporate structure and everybody mm-hmm. liked him. But he went off on his own because he was like, I don't want to live in the shadow of my dad. This is all weird stuff. He went off, did some stuff, and now he's back. Yeah, just... I don't want to live in the shadow of my dad's grapefruits, his <laughs> hanging grapefruits. Like, good the, God. I think that's going to be his uh, autobiography title, is In the Shadow of My Father's Grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to just... Ghost written by John Steinbeck. Exactly. Like, that's what that title tells me. <laughs> the Grapefruits of Wrath is Vince McMahon in a nutshell. It's uh, a picture of him with the two dark orb shadows <laughs> hanging over it. <laughs> Oh my god. Um but yeah, he he just wanted to I don't know. He 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 wanted to do a bunch of different stuff and he wasn't really that big of like He's almost more of a stuntman than a wrestler. Like his wrestling is okay, but like he's known for jumping off of shit and falling off of shit more than anything. Like a cup I think 3 years ago, he jumped off of the top of Hell in a Cell, which is a 20 foot st- high steel cage oh with a roof. my god and he just was thrown off of it or he jumped off of it willingly like an absolute psychopath uh-huh. um did he die no he's completely fine i mean apart from like the fact that his legs no longer work and no he he wrestles today in he a wheelchair wrestled, he, no he wrestle he'll wrestle what is it uh he did wrestled on him, tuesday like, night i'm pretty sure like well, he what does he need the wheelchair tuesday. for then he doesn't need. He doesn't have a the one, the only, the Steely Wheelie. Whoever this guy is, I've Shane, already. Oh my Shane god! I've already broken. forgotten who we're talking about. Talking about Vince son, McMahon's right? son, Vince Mc- Shane McMahon. That's right, Shane, Shane McMahon. Yeah, Shane Racing anyway. Lane McMahon. He's got like racing stripes on the side of his wheelchair. So Shane <laughs> is crazy because he's all stunt stuff. Vince is just crazy. I think at this point, he's a fucking septuagenarian CEO owner of this company who by the way like still micromanages the show the weekly show like you, you'd think he's a ceo so he's gonna do all this stuff no, no no he sits in the gorilla position which is right behind the curtain and he like has a headset on like yelling at the commentators about what to say like checking how long the matches are going and where the script is on yeah. the show like he's an absolute insane like workaholic workhorse good god yeah so with that like little preamble in mind of him I want to give you um, two truths and a lie oh, yeah. about Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. Okay. So these are some stories that are either full of shit or actually are like... The validity of these stories is always a little bit skeptical because they're from podcasts and interviews with wrestlers, right? But like, right. generally, these are either corroborated or put together in some way. So okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up my little thing and I will give you the three options. You got to figure out which one's the lie. Um, These are going to be nice and simple, and I'll elaborate if you need me to, right? So three things about Vince McMahon. Okay. He hates sneezing. He once went to a strip club with wrestlers and had them perform all of their finishing moves on him. And he does not know what a burrito is. Oh, God. The the (laughs) third one's the lie. The burrito thing. Okay, that's your guess? There ain't no strip club, I don't care how famous you are, that lets you get up on that stage and do stuff. I'm going with the strip clubs, the lie. Okay, Taylor, I feel so legitimately bad for you because the answer to this is they are all true. Oh, there are no. no lies in those. Those are but, all no, stories about no. how can you can't. We, how can we know that he doesn't know what a burrito is? <laughs> because by, 
by like trying to figure that out, you would be showing him what a burrito is. Basically, that that story came from I think a couple of writers who were in the room with him, and basically what happened was every day Vince McMahon would order a burrito. Like he wouldn't order, but like ostensibly what came to him was a burrito, but he would always call it a steak wrap. And he would put ketchup on his burrito every day. So writers would just be watching in horror because they all eat in the room because they're working. But they just watch in horror as Vince takes this burrito and it's like, ha ha, and just chomps into it. He's like, ah, I need some ketchup on this. Like, yeah. And so, but he would always call it a steak wrap. He would never, he didn't, I don't think people were like, he does not know what a burrito, (laughs) he doesn't have that in his vocabulary to talk about. (laughs) So, um, and so all the verifications of these. Vince with the sneezing. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? There I mean, have been I, t- I he, okay. That. He's basically a huge workaholic, as we figured out. Like he just works all the time. If he could work twenty four hours of the day, he would. He does not like things that are out of his control. That's also why he micromanages the shit out of the show. So one of those things, one of the big things that you can't control, no matter how hard you try, is sneezing. You can you control just, it. You can just pinch your nose. You're, you have to do it. You can totally fix that. Or you yeah. can get an aneurysm and die. <laughs> I will say so historically I have always plugged up my sneezes because I also mm-hmm. do not like sneezing so in class I'll fucking I'll plug that shit right up I'll, but you still go it's just you just stopping yeah. the full sneeze yeah um, but it's like the older I get the more they're becoming horrific like dad sneezes you know it's like, like a dad. sonic boom that's gonna come out <laughs> and all that pressure just keeps instead of coming out my nose like flying straight up into my brain when yeah, I that's a real it. problem dude you just and it's i i'm now i'm feeling it like bang against the front of my like funnel lobe like it's like they're trying to, to break your, down the doors and i'm like cause I'm, your brain just smack against your skull yeah, like, back and forth like a bumper car <laughs> i had to stop because i'm like i'm i'm literally gonna kill myself yeah like i'm actually gonna, gonna do it if by accident um one of the things that happened was apparently somebody on several occasions um first of all when someone sneezes he yells at them and is like control <laughs> yeah. yourself get your shit together but get a handle on yourself. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally, he sneezes, and apparently, when he sneezes, he fucking mutters to himself angrily, and he's like, "God damn it!" Like, oh, I fucking like fuck God. you, like so you know, like weird. kind of psyching himself up, like you motherfucker, you fucking sneeze, you bitch, you mm, fuck this shit. Oh, what a fucking <laughs> psychopath! What a goddamn psychopath! He's absolutely insane. I love that. Um, uh, so we've gone over the burrito, and we went over. the... Oh, the strip club. The strip club is the other one. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck strip club ever let dudes like that on the stage? You got to tell me this story. So this was the late 80s, early 90s, right? And I believe the story goes that they were, the the group of wrestlers were either finished up with, or they were coming home from the part of the steroid trial that, uh, that had happened in the 90s where Vince McMahon got charged with steroids. And basically that was a whole fucking situation in itself. Um, was he doing steroids? This, was he was he just club. roiding the fuck up? Vince McMahon, first of all, still roids out him pretty, or probably can't anymore from his you know complication. But like f- ten years ago, he was on the cover of Muscle and Fitness with a giant chain around his neck, like a fucking maniac. Oh my um, God. Does he ever wrestle? Yeah, he wrestled multiple times. Oh, he wrestled quite a bit. He, I mean, and usually gets ass kicked because he's a guy, and the other wrestler is a wrestler. So yeah, okay. you want to make sure you want to make sure your wrestlers don't get beat up by, you know, a 50 to 60 to 70 year old man. Um, but this is in the late 80s, early 90s. So he's maybe in his 40s or 30s, whatever. 
Um, and he wasn't on his phone like one of our co-hosts is currently. No, I'm, I'm literally looking up what Vince McMahon Good. looks like. Good. I have to see this Good. dude. Because I was about to put you, I was really upset about I, that. I know. I was like looking over there like, what is this what is boy happening? doing? I was literally trying to do it as subtly good. as possible. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, but he's. This guy getting... looks like Ronald Reagan's like worst brother. Yeah. He really does. He looks like Roydal Reagan. Yeah. Oh, that, That's what oh, he looks that like. Is, that is Roydal Reagan right Roydal there. Reagan. Yeah. Exactly. Or George H. George, George H. W. H. W. Bush. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my George God. That's incredible. H. W. Bush. Um, George H. G. H. W. Bush. Uh, anyway, they were at this strip club, and they were just getting pissed and just drinking and drinking. Right, right, right? And I guess Vince is like a notorious tough guy. He tried to – by the way, Kurt Angle was another famous wrestler who was an actual Olympic gold medalist in wrestling. He won Jesus. gold. He won gold at the 1996 Atlanta Olympic Games with an actual broken neck. Like, this is completely real. He was in the Olympic – he was on the Olympic team. He was in the finals. And I believe he had broken his neck at a certain point, And he won the gold medal God. in wrestling with a broken neck. Wait. Are you telling like, me that not all of these professional wrestlers are professional athletes or have competed at the Olympic level? Because these guys are incredible. A lot of them legitimately have actual either amateur wrestling back. Like, there's one guy who went to Kent State Wrestling, which is a really good school for wrestling. Like, a lot of them have that wrestling background. There's a guy recently named Chad Gable who I think was on the U.S. Olympic team before coming to wrestling. But, like... There's dudes with ha- that have real, like, wrestling pedigrees. Um, oh, we talked about this briefly. The whole size difference thing, right, yeah. Jorge? You mentioned yeah. that. Um, Triple H, a guy who uses all the roids and stuff, uh, in about 2000, 2001, when Kurt Angle was coming up, like, he was kind of doing well, and they were pushing him. They were giving him all the titles and stuff. Triple H was like, well, he was doing the politics thing, and he was like, I don't think Kurt should be champion. I think I whatever. He's too small. He's not credible enough. Blah, 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 blah. And one of the agents, one of like the producers of the show, just goes, why don't you wrestle him for real right now? Oh, shit. And Triple H just stands there and just sits. He's just like, oh, okay. And he just did not do it. Like, Kurt Angle was a real fucking monster. But, so Kurt Angle was this huge wrestling monster. Vince McMahon, multiple times actively tried to take him down like backstage oh he, my he did God. it with him and he also did it with brock lesnar who is a real multi-time ncaa national wrestling champion a former ufc fighter who was the former ufc heavyweight champion and vince mcmahon some guy with a roided out chest and arms is like i'm gonna wrestle him and i'm <laughs> going to win like, that's how insane this man is. Said the bug looking at the foot. It's exactly. But, like, to his somewhat, to somewhat credit, that's the reason why they're the number one fucking, you know, company for wrestling. That's why they're the Kleenex of, of wrestling. Yeah. I mean, Pretty yeah, they sweet. do have that. Okay, so tell me about this damn strip club business. So they were, oh, God, uh, after I'm the so Royd so thing, so they were sorry. drinking, and then. They were drinking, and they just got really pissed. And again, to, as per Vince McMahon, he was like, I'm going to be super tough. So he has uh, the Hart Foundation, which is made up of our old friend Bret Hart and um, his tag team partner, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Yeah. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, fine. I can't even get it. <laughs> I want to go one sentence, Brian. One damn Where sentence I can about understand some all wackadoo, of the words. goofy name. Basically, 
Um, so they're in the strip club and they're just standing up and he's like, hit me with your finisher move, which is called the heart attack. And basically the move is um, Jim holds them up like a, kind of like you're about to like spin them around, like excited dancing wise. Like he's got like, he's got their hips near his like chest area, right? So like they're, they're standing above him. So and like then, when Patrick Swayze is bringing Jennifer Gray back like, down exactly, from the yes, lift. Exactly. Thanks, exactly. <laughs> no, no, that's honestly best way to describe. It. Like I wasn't going to get it. any better with the description than that. They basically hold him around there, right? And then Brett would run off of the ropes and then clothesline the guy and he would fall forward really hard. Now obviously Ooh. in a strip club you can't run off the ropes, but he would he went to the back part of the strip club and ran all the way forward and just swung his arm like his life depended on uh. it and knocked Vince over and he was like, "Ah, shit." But he got up and he's like, I'm okay. And then he just pointed at other wrestlers and tag teams and was like, hit your finish on me. Hit your finish on me. And they just oh like, my they would God. DDT him. They would power bomb. They were just like, my, <laughs> just my favorite one. Watching all these beefcakes just like <laughs> By continuously the way, pick up and drop this old man. But it's their boss. That's the best part of that. He's the guy who signs their checks and like tells them what yeah. to do. So he's like, they're like, we're not going to say no to Vince. Like when he's asking us to do this, we don't so, want to get in trouble if we don't power bomb him through this stripper table. I, what I want to know is if people watching this and clearly this commotion yeah. is not hideable. If people started coming up with <laughs> their really dollar can't. bills and started giving them to the wrestlers, <laughs> like sticking them in the waistband of their trouser thingies. Yeah, I don't know, like how do you tell the, the entire UFC oh to get out of your establishment? <laughs> you really can't, like my god, the yeah. The amount of fighting that happened, doing that. the amount of fighting that happened in the 80s and stuff when they were trying to keep you know, wrestling from being revealed as fake to the masses. I mean, obviously people knew, but uh-huh. like to the masses sort of thing. Uh the amount of fights wrestlers had to get into to like get out of stuff was tremendous like so many to count because people would come up to bars pissed drunk and be like hey you're that wrestler right and they'd be like yeah you beat up pretty boy floyd the other day fuck you i liked him he's my favorite wrestler oh my yeah God. Whatever. whatever and then they would just like start a fight in a bar so like uh, the wrestlers were like all right i guess we're doing this and they just beat the shit out of like 10 people in a bar <laughs> what a time i know right the 80s were i know weird. um cool. and the best part of wrestling to quote Jorge Vargas, Please. is about the friends they make along the way. <laughs> Where did I get that? I've been saying that a lot lately. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, in any context. Yeah, I love it. It's, no idea where it's it came from. Perfect. Um, but yeah, that's... Without getting into just sad stuff, that's basically the bulk of wrestling at where it's at now. It's It's gone Very from these wrestling. really interesting days into this sort of weird kind of sanitized version with some fun stuff still yeah but yeah but i can't uh, like point my finger at someone and say your ass is gonna be part of the tarmac exactly. you little bitch and then like pile drive him you're not allowed to do a pile driver wait what do you mean you're not allowed to do a pile driver you're not the, the pile driver move was banned specifically and um like vince mcmahon was like you can't do the power because it's too date like one, it actually is kind of dangerous if you fuck it up. Like, which one's the pile neck. driver again? I just I said the word. You pick them up and turn them upside down, and, and then, then drop them on their head. Drop. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Basically, awesome. the version is you. Yeah, you pull them up so that your your stomach is to their back, and their legs are up in the air, and their heads facing the mat, and then yeah. you just sit down really hard. Oh, he said stomach to back because he didn't want to say face to butt. Face to butt. I mean, you know. 
you know how it is. You saw the Undertaker's tombstone where he's just sixty nine yeah, in the dude. dude. Like, yeah, dude, he's <laughs> the shit out of those people. He really does. It's terrible. Um, cool. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. But John Cena and a wrestler named CM Punk, who was awesome, but then quit and had this whole thing. Um, during one of their matches, they were just like, "Fuck it, we're both untouchable, right? Like, we're both, we're we're literally the two most popular wrestlers right now." Let's just do a pile driver, and they just did. Oh, and like, yeah. the, what happened? What happened? The com- first of all, the commentary because they don't commentary doesn't necessarily get the finishes of matches, right? So they don't actually know what's going to come up uh-huh. unless they really need to, like unless they need cool. to say like sell something. So they're like kind of getting in. So, but they know the pile driver's banned, so they just see it happen, and you literally the first guy goes, "Oh my god!" Like. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit he's dead like this is terrible oh my god yeah they just freaked out it was great um it was absolutely wonderful that's sweet it's totally well that's we're 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 chugging along here that's like that's that's two out of three done you have you got you guys only have one more spoonful of medicine to get down don't worry i'm good taylor's the one who's i'm sorry i'm the one like kicking and screaming in my little boy bibs and i'm just like so so what is what is the next time that we talk about wrestling what are we talking about brian so basically, we've most we pretty much just done WWE stuff, right? So I want uh-huh. to take us out of that stranglehold of you know mainstream wrestling into more to of Jello Pit wrestling, unknown. Well, the unknown promotions, the people who don't get as much credit as they should, frankly, for their really good wrestling. Like these are companies either in Japan or companies in America that are just starting out and like working on stuff. We're basically look at the alternatives to WWE. Word. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Absolutely. I hope so. Do we want to hit up that, that kid's corner? Absolutely. We need a jingle. That's what we need. We, we should. Need sweet. <laughs> Welcome to the kid's corner. Yeah, something like that. That sounds Maybe like just a that. copyright infringement <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, know, like, has this exact tune been used like a thousand <laughs> times before? I think it has. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's only like eight notes, so like they're yeah. all gonna get used up at some point. <laughs> There's a level where eventually it's gonna run yeah. into something. Hell, How and if a piano has really eighty-eight make? keys, and the piano is just copying itself, so exactly. you know it's it's only. Uh, so this week we uh, John did reach out to us again. Uh, okay. He said to you, Brian, uh, something Uh-oh. along the lines of, "I'll come on your your show, fight me." Because I think you challenged oh, okay. him to a fight. Fight me, coward. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'm gonna fight John. So whenever John shows up, he's gonna come beat up Brian. <laughs> we're gonna have, we're gonna have fisticuffs. We're gonna have words. Yes. He also said that a what was what was the the loon? He said a loon is like a uh some <laughs> like a duck, isn't it? I forgot already. He said something a mallard about, of some sort. It was adjective duck <laughs> like a weird duck or like a melted duck or okay. a, a crazy duck weird it's super duck. sure uh, it was a side duck it was yes apparently he is an enthusiast of waterfowls <laughs> <laughs> so we were almost able to tell you what a loon looks like sorry it is duckish for sure <laughs> duck adjacent yes. duckish um, um i definitely want to reach out to our uh our Instagram followers always you guys every time we put up a meme you guys are th- flocking through and a bunch of strangers so you know thank you strangers appreciate you guys but listen to the show when you're liking the meme like yeah I put the I put the link in the description every time for a reason you bozo I, so, I, like, I understand on. 
I understand the the capital of energy is literally one second to like a meme, but I want you to commit to at least forty five to however many other forty five to an hour episodes we have. Uh, instead, so do that. I can, I can also like see my the, the descriptions on our memes slowly <laughs> getting more aggressive. Like, <laughs> at first, like, hey, here's a philosophy Listen. meme. Like, cool. All right. Uh, try it, punks. <laughs> just slowly, just, 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 just like, can... look here, fuck nuts. <laughs> Click on that damn link. <laughs> Enjoy the meme. <laughs> Sleep, in <it. laughs> yeah, I, Sleep in it. Yeah, I. I have the Instagram account on my phone, and it's mm-hmm. just that constant flood of, like, oh, this random person liked your image. This person liked your image. Oh, hey, guess what? This person liked your image. I'm like, I'm going to fuck. I don't even look at them. I, I honestly don't even know <laughs> Ooh, what I wonder which image it is. <laughs> yeah, I should probably look through that at some point. Perfect. Oh, God. Brian, you got uh, anybody for the kids' corner? Uh, I have no children for the kids' corner this week. Uh, I'll probably have one in two weeks because we already recorded <laughs> Yes, yes. So yeah. for next week, we are doing. Uh, I don't know how much you want to say about it, Taylor. Should we? Yeah, we're talking about biology. Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah, we'll say that. We'll we're say talking that. about leave biology. it with that. Alrighty, guys. And then the week after that, we're going back to uh, to Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, I believe. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. We have to do. That. We have yep. so many series going on right now. I love it. It's <laughs> perfect. You know what it is? We're slowly, like, the form of our podcast is slowly becoming, like, professional wrestling, where there's just threads upon Whoa. threads interweaving into each other. That's what we should just start lying on here and pretending yeah. stuff is happening when it's not. Yes! Absolutely. We're going to have a fourth co-host, and like, oh, what do you think, skadoodles? <laughs> oh, cool, guys! <laughs> Wait, what is Tell me more about no. Okay, no, no. Tell, yeah. tell me less about Skadoodles. <laughs> he, just, he just sounded pretty cool. I just okay. Sorry. Okay. Tell can, me dramatically less about Skadoodles. Yep. You can always find us or Skadoodles on our Twitter oh. and Instagram at oh. underscore uh, Are We Friends, all one word. So reach out to us. We also have a contact page on our website r we friendscom Until we talk to you guys next week, I have been your thankfully unpiled drived co-host Taylor. Uh, I have been your genetic jackhammer co-host, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>